It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, August 16th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! And we are now less than two weeks away. As a matter of fact, 13 days away from the start of the HBCU football season. And we have 10 more teams to preview beginning today with St. Augustine's. We're going to go to, of course, we were in Raleigh yesterday talking with Adrian Jones, the head football coach at Shaw. We're going to take it 1.8 miles up the road to St. Augustine's and talk with the head football coach at St. Augustine's, Tim Chavis. St. Augs, if you look at St. Augs on paper, especially from a defensive standpoint, this is a, a very good and young defensive football team led by the linebacker Harris, who, as a matter of fact, was all-conference, first-team all-conference last year as a freshman and is on the Black College uh, Football Hall of Fame uh, watch list as the best player in all of HBCU football. That, of course, will be voted on at the end of the season. A lot of other young players to really talk about I think the strength of the St. Augs team is going to be on the defensive side of the football, which has sort of been a staple for St. Augs ever since it brought football back in 2002. Of course, they disbanded football after the 1965 season, brought it back in 2002. And really, it's been defense mostly that's been the staple for St. Augs. But they got some guys on offense that can get it done. But again, I think... Defense is going to be the staple for the Falcons. Let's step aside, take a break. After this message from Blue Cross, Blue Shield of North Carolina, who's our sponsor, you're going to hear from the head football coach of St. Augustine's. It is Tim Chavis as you're locked into the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the Box to Row Sports Network. You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only D-O-Double-G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's TFT, man. Hello, this is Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row, real relevant. Radio. Tim Chavis is in his fourth season as the head football coach, and St. Augustine's joins us here on the program. What's going on, Coach Chavis? I know what's going on, man. It's good to be back. I'm glad to be back on the show. Absolutely, man. For you, 
sort of a tough season in, in, in 2018. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on 2018. Pretty much we had a young, we had a young team. Um, my, my starting quarterback was 17 years old. Uh, we lost wow. D.J. Johnson, our uh, senior quarterback, uh, right before the season starts. So that pretty much like transitioned down to the rest of the season. You know, when you got a young quarterback like that, when he just fresh out of high school and you throw him out there in the fire, you know, he's learning on the run. Also, we had a lot of uh, young freshmen also on the defense uh, with one kicker. So, you know, the, the transition of this year, you know, I went out and recruited three kickers. You know, we have six quarterbacks. So, you know, our depth is a little bit more, you know, more experience, you know, uh, to try to help this team out this year. What um, sort of has the off season been like for you? I, I've, you know, I've follow you on on uh, on Facebook, so I see you got a lot of things that you got going on. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. But like I said, you know, I think every all the coaches that are here right now, those guys are in the weight room working out. They they are really working out, getting their guys ready. Um, guys are still recruiting. Um, you know, I know Coach Jones still recruiting because we competing. You know, that's our rivalry. But like I said, you know, I learn something from the, from those those guys every year. You know, being a young coach and like I said with Coach Hayes and all those guys been coaching a little bit more years more to me. I learn something every, every all the time, especially with recruiting. So the you got a lot of young guys, and we'll talk specifically about some of those guys, right. but. Um, it, it, it on paper it looks like you could have a really good defense in 2019. Oh, most definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I was going to talk a little trash, but I'm going to keep it low key. <laughs> keep it low key. Um, like I said, we went, we went, we uh, matured a little bit. You know, we had a freshman team last year. Um, I went out and uh, went out to the West Coast, went out to Mississippi, you know, went out there and, and really grind, you know, bring some guys in that's going to be able to compete with these guys. Um, like I said, every team, all 12 teams went out and did a good job recruiting. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at the tentative roster, you know, everybody went out and did a good job. So you have to do those things to compete, you know, you know to be able to be a contender this year. So I look forward to it. You know, I believe in defense win championships and special teams. You know, my thing is just you got a decent kicker, you got a good, got a good uh, defense. You know, you can win some football games. What is what is sort of your because because St. Augustine's is a private school. What is sort of your recruiting footprint? My thing is I got a ninety nine percent graduation rate. You know, that's something that I, I use all the time. Uh, we pretty much when we go out and recruit, you know, that's my that's what I sell. I sell our education, I sell our departments uh, that we have on campus where kids can have minors. You know, we let them know about, you know, a graduate study outside of our campus uh, with NC State, you know, with some of our majors. But my main thing is when a parent here that we got a 99% graduation rate and, uh, you know, in my five years being there, you know, mm -hmm. all our kids graduating on time. Um, some of them are, are double majors and that they could get an academic scholarship with a football scholarship. Uh, you know, that's pretty much sells that program. So Joseph Harris, he was a uh, first team all CIAA guy last year. As a as a freshman, I mean right. that's that's pretty big time. Made a bunch of plays for you, right. you know. Talk about the expectations for him and and him. You know, you talk about you talk a lot about that sophomore jinx, right? But that right. not coming upon him, right? Well, um, I talk trash to him all the time. Um, he's going to be the only guy that's going to be rec returning on a defense that that may make the bus. <laughs> so when I say just make the bus, you know, him being all CIW don't mean nothing to me. You know, we went two and seven last year. Okay. So I told him it's a team effort. So, you know, like I said, you know, he may be the only one that you'll probably recognize because, like I said, when I recruited, I, I you know, every position, when you go two and seven, you got to replace everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's a situation where you got to be able to compete. 
Uh, but he's a great kid. He's a president, presidential scholar. Wow. So, you know, he's a really smart kid. He's a coach on the field. Um, he's one of my captains. So, you know, he, his situation, I taught Travis him to make him work harder. Okay. You know, he's definitely going to come back, but he won't be my middle linebacker this year. We might move him to Will because uh, mm-hmm. we got some college transfers coming in that's a little bit bigger than him. Wow. That could move a little bit. Oh, wow. Okay. And how is he – I mean, I know, well, at least in the spring, how did he adapt to playing that wheel linebacker position? Um, real well, because he can move sideline to sideline, and he's a real smart kid. Uh, he pretty much, he runs, you know, he runs the film. He come in my office every day, watch film. You know, he's a student of the game. And like I said, you know, it's just his height, you know, his height and size. You know, that's, that kind of plays a part, you know, when we play certain defenses. But like I said, we're going to put him in position to make plays this year. We're not going to put a big toll on him where he's going to play the mic. You know, we're going to keep him out there, you know, out there at the wheel linebacker where he can make plays, uh, do a lot of blitzing. Brandon Jackson on the defensive line. And that's the thing about it. Like, I, I feel like the defense is going to be good young, though. Right. He's a sophomore. He's all CIAA guy right. last year as right. well on the line. Talk about him also. Brandon, Brandon is just like Joseph. He's a kid that had to learn and experience. We kind of threw him in the fire. Um, he helped us out big time last year on that defensive line. Um, he's, a, he's a kid, you know, he's an undersized kid, but he's a kid that has a high motor. Um, he's also a 3.0 student. Wow. And when I talk to, about these guys and I mention their GPAs, just letting you know what type of students they sure. are. Sure. You know what I'm saying? They're student athletes first. Real smart kid, um, you know, like I said, and, and he's coming back possibly maybe sitting on the bench back, backing somebody up. Wow. So that's the recruiting season that I have. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. defense win championships. So all those good guys that we're talking about, they may be backups this year. Wow. They got to come in. They got to come into camp when they report, and they just got to show us that, they, that you know they're not a two and seventeen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So what about? Can you speak? I, I know you mentioned a little bit about some of the guys recruiting wise, but that are, that are transfers that are coming in. So who are some of those guys that are going to come in and help you right away? Um. Well, we went out and uh, got a mature quarterback by the name of Jalen Jones. Um, he was a uh, number one quarterback coming out of Maryland uh, maybe about three or four years ago. Um, he's a transfer from Troy State. Okay. Um, he's going to come in. He's another smart kid um, that we got in the spring. We brought him in, and he pretty much got on the board and start, start writing plays down. You know, as a kid, you know, a mature kid has come in, and uh, he watched our whole season last year. And he also, you know, when you get those older kids, they help us recruit. Mm-hmm. You know, they help us recruit. They have guys that they don't play at junior college with, or they don't play the, he play, also played at New Mexico State. So he's another kid that done travel the world, and he come in and help us out and recruit guys that um, wasn't getting certain looks or whatever. But like I said, it starts as a quarterback. Yeah. You know, he's coming in as a mature kid, but he's also going to be a coach on the field. Is it fair to say that this may be, even though you got a, a lot of guys coming back and was a young team, this could be a whole new Falcons team in 2019. Whole new Falcon team, whole new coaching staff. I, uh, we brought in seven new coaches. Um, like I said, we recruited. We probably recruited at least 25 to 30 junior college transfers. So, like I said, it's going to be a whole new program. Like I said, when you go two and seven, you know, it just, you know, I, I like to win. But like I said, having a young team last year, they got to come and they, they got to learn up under these other guys, under these older guys. Not, you know, not saying we may have a couple of young guys, the sophomores that played last year, they may overcome one of the transfer guys, you know, in, in, uh, in camp. But like I said, I'm trying to win now. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to win two years from now. You know, I'm trying to keep my job. I'm trying to beat <laughs> Coach Jones across the street. <laughs> Tim Chavis is the head football coach at St. Augustine. He joins us here on the Countdown to Kickoff. We're live from Zwelly's 
Kitchen in Durham. Uh, why don't you come on out and join us? We're having a good time here. Um, so you were when you played ball at Bethune Cookman, right? Uh, under Alvin White, you were you were running back, right? Right. So Jeremiah Miller, how how good is he? Like I said, Jeremiah is from Florida. He's from Miami, Florida. He's a kid that I watched uh, play Pop Warner. Um, he's a coachable kid. He's a kid that has a 3.5 GPA. Mm-hmm. He's on track to graduate a double major. Um, he's pretty much my eyes off the field. He's one of my captains also. Um, he's right now training really, really hard with Edgar James um, down there oh, in Miami. is that right? Wow. Yeah, he's down okay. there training with uh, a lot of those guys, a lot of the guys that played in the league, uh, Frank Gore. So he's down there getting it in. You know, it's going to be his last year. So I told him we recruited. So he's, you know, just like Joe Harris, he's down there trying to make sure he has a starting position when he get back. Yeah, <laughs> no, no question. So, you know, you got some core guys coming back on the offensive line. Center C.J. Montgomery guard Joe Edwards tackle right. uh, Lamarkey Hill. You know, talk about that that core. Again, young coming back for you. That's a blessing to have, uh, you know, have an offensive line that's been uh, playing together for four years. You know, we have to replace uh, our right tackle from Zachary, um, Zachary Jenkins that graduated. But we got a tackle from um, ECU a couple of weeks ago um, that committed to us that's going to fulfill that right tackle spot. Um, But like I said, you know, having four guys, having four guys uh, that's experienced, that's been playing together for like going on a fourth year, that's a blessing. You know, and having C.J. back as one of my captains at, at center, you know, he's our anchor. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, he gets those guys ready to play. So it's a situation where, you know, we're going to run the football. You know, we got experienced guys. We could do a little more more plays this year, open up the playbook a little bit more this year with our new offensive coordinator, uh, Teon Thames, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, with these guys with our offensive line. So it's going to be a great year. It's definitely going to be interesting uh, since they picked me ninth uh, in the CIAA. <laughs> so you weren't too happy about that? Not at all. Not at all. But like I said, it's only time to tell. Yeah. You know, you really got to go out and compete. You got 12 really good quality coaches as head coaches in CIAA, and all of them got, have really got good teams. Everybody did a good job recruiting this year. So it's going to be really good. You know, they always, you know, repping the CIAA basketball. But this year, I think football is going to open some eyes this year. Yeah. So, you know, one of the interesting dynamics uh, with St. Augustine's, and you look at Shaw and St. Augustine's are separated by 1.8 miles. And, you know, my contention for so many years is maybe the schools need to work, you know, do some partnership things and work together a little right. bit more. And it's happening on the athletic side right. where Shaw's going to play its home games at George Williams Complex. So right. can you kind of speak to that? I mean, that, that, you know, those are rival schools that are coming together and, and you know, for something that's good. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach Jones is a great guy. He pretty much came in, became a head coach. Same year I became a head coach. Uh, we're, we're similar in age. We think the same. It's a situation where I know that that school would help me out if the tables was turned. You know, it's just like a brotherhood. We're both in the CIAA, you know, even though we're, we're rival schools. But we definitely got to help each other. And that's all 12 schools in the CIAA. And I'm pretty sure, you know, if that had to happen up north in the north, you know, with two of the schools, they'll do the same thing. You know, we're, it's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood where we want to keep the season going, and uh, I think it'll be a great it'll be a great opportunity for for both schools on recruiting. Yeah, you know, and then to bring a lot of money because we definitely gonna get the bag from Shaw. So <laughs> come on over there and use our field, man. We and I'm gonna cash out at the end of the season. <laughs> no, but it's a great brotherhood. Like I said, me and Coach Jones, we got a great friendship. Good. You know, we talk a lot, and uh, we definitely help each other out. You know, if we need it. 
Last two thoughts. What do you remember most about your playing days at Bethune-Cookman winning a uh, MEAC championship, right. which, you know, I mean, when you talk about that time, it was FAMU and, and all that, but you guys got it done, and then also playing um, under the legendary Alvin White. I'm going to tell you what, you know, me, playing in a MEAC, that's the type of that's the type, type of tradition that I'm trying to bring right here in the CIAA, just me being a head coach, because those are great classics. Those are great games down south. And my thing is I want to make that Bethune-Cookman and FAMU, you know, with Shaw and, and St. Aug. I want to bring that feeling. You know, we call it the Raleigh Cat Classic, but we can get more sponsorships and we get more things going on. That could be our Florida Classic right up here in North Carolina. Yeah. You know, people don't understand, you know, we bring the bands in, you know, try to get a band program for both schools that could come in and, and bring out people tailgate it could be a wonderful experience we could have a great CIAA football conference just like the MEAC yeah. I see it I see it happening yeah lastly um Lenora you got a nice schedule I mean and, and the thing about it St. Augustine's has always had a good out of conference schedule tough schedule you know teams from this from the uh, SAC and Lenore Ryan Mars Hill right. Virginia State's an out of conference game right so speak to that and, and open it up on the road I know your guys are chomping at the bit to take on Lenore Ryan right. that opening game of the season I tell you what you know you know my belief as a head coach you know you want to play some tough schools before you get into CIAA because CIAA is a good conference Every team in the A, they treat it like a championship game. So, you know, when you play those non-conference schools, you want to try to uh, – you and your AD want to get together and try to find some schools where it's going to be competition. You don't want no cupcake teams. Right. You know, getting you know your kids get their head all big and you beating teams 70 and 65 to nothing. That's not helping you when you go into your CIAA conference. So what we like to do, we try to schedule teams that's going to get us and prepare us um, for the CIAA. Because it is a tough schedule. So that's going to wrap it up for the St. Augustine's Falcons and the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for this week. On Monday, we stay in the CIAA Southern Division. We go down the road to Salisbury, North Carolina, to look at the Livingstone Blue Bears. Don't forget about the weekend edition uh, from the press box to press row. As a matter of fact, August the 20th will be exactly 14 years that From the Press Box to Press Row has been on the air. And we're going to do a little bit of a tribute on the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. Log on to BoxToRow.com to find a radio station in your area that carries the program. You can also listen early Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern. That's 6 a.m. for my central time, folks. 4 a.m. out west on Sirius XM Channel 141 and at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time, that is 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 142 or a radio station in your area. Again, BoxToRow.com is where you can find the list of radio stations that carry from the press box to press row. It's going to be our tribute to our 14th year on the air. Also, we'll be talking with some of the top players in all of HBCU football. You won't want to miss it. Have a great weekend.